Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Master your mindset with Nate Skula and Kim Adele. Hey. I love that new intro. Do you like it, Lovely? That was our piece of work yesterday. Yeah, I'm in trouble, though, because I put a massive bit of reggae on there. And Kim's like, no, 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 that's far too long. And I'm like, but but I like reggae. She's like, no, 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 it's far the, too long. The reggae bit was fine. It was just, it was 42 seconds long. And I was like, that's a long time. Okay. <laughs> Holding room. Yeah, there were those elements, yeah, where you're just like, really, bless you. And, you know. It's not special. about you, love. It's about special watching. You are. But Thank anyway, you. today we are joined by the fabulous Wendy Harris. It's an absolute joy, my lovely. It's always fun to chat to you. And it's nice that this time we get to interview you because you always so kindly interview us. So welcome. Thank you, I think. <laughs> I know I'm really looking forward to this because with you, Pear, I just have no idea where the conversation's gonna lead. So I'm all yours. Fabulous. And to be fair, that pretty much is how most of our conversations (laughs) I don't think we always know where they're going to go, do they? We just, like, meander them through. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So, yes. Can I interject? Sorry about that. (laughs) So we're going to talk about how to make your conversations count through emotionally intelligent communication, which clearly I'm learning, right? So (laughs) Kim's teaching me, Wendy, she's teaching me, she's teaching me why empathy matters. So what do you think, Wendy? Why does empathy matter in in a communication? Well, because it's a two-way street. Isn't it? You know, if if all you're going to do is talk at somebody and not listen, then you've only got your own motives that you're looking to achieve. So you're not putting the other person front and centre of whatever it is that you're looking to do. Help them, show them, teach them, whatever. So it could just be a teddy bear on the shelf that you're talking to if you haven't got any empathy. in that space. So true, though, isn't it? Because actually, if you're not, I think all communication is about trying to understand, isn't it? To try and understand the other person's point of view and then to see how you work on it together. And if you aren't interested in the other person's point of view, you're not going to go very far. (laughs) (laughs) If you're talking to yourself for a very long time. (laughs) Oh, I do that all the time. It's not always the nicest conversation. Is that because you're, you're you're like prepping up for something bigger? Because I find that sometimes having the conversation with myself is actually with somebody else in mind, but I'm having the conversation because I'm trying to control where it's going to go. Yeah. Well, you try and think it through, don't you? Particularly if it's a, um, 
I don't know if it's the same for you, particularly if it's a conversation I'm not looking forward to, i.e., you know, it might have to, there might be some level of conflict in it or there might be a potential that it's not going to land particularly well. Say, for example, you're giving feedback um, and <laughs> just the word has everybody running for the hills, doesn't it? Um, and I'll sometimes I'll kind of like, you know, I'll debate that through in my head. It never goes as badly as it does when I role play it. <laughs> I don't know if that's just that's just me or if you're hypercritical but I role play it going horrendously wrong and then when you get there and actually do it it's it's so much easier but I think that's because it's very difficult to demonstrate the empathy and to really seek to understand when you're playing both parts because you kind of can't understand where you're coming from pretending to be somebody else. Whereas when you're in the actual conversation, you've got the individual, haven't you? So you can really listen to understand their words, their language, their body movements, their facial expressions, to really get an understanding of how it's making them feel. And it, it goes it goes into two camps as well, doesn't it? Because you can have those conversations with people that you don't know because you're trying to imagine how it will go. Yeah. And then you'll have those conversations with the people that you do know and you always put the worst case scenario spin on it, don't you? Because let's face it, you 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 know, if it's not a disappointment, then it's actually quite good. <laughs> it is, there is something about actually almost having to go through the worst first, isn't there, before you can find that better one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. But for me, you see, I've done a lot of um, a lot of my communication work. I was only talking about this this morning with with somebody who was helping to train. It has been audio only. Now we've got the wonderful facility of being able to sort of like be in the studio together, even though we're all in different parts of the world. But when you're on the phone, you're sort of locked in and you're honed in just purely on that one sense of your hearing. And there's just such an intimacy in that, that you have to then use this to convey that empathy in your tone of voice as well. Because you haven't, you know, we, we can only imagine the body language that's going on around that, can't we? Yeah, yeah, very true. I mean, I think building building relationships with people, understanding, you know, the person you're communicating with and understanding their needs is is crucial right and i mean you know kim's got masses of experience in like the corporate corporate world from my experience working with my dad and and working in the wine industry like before i would go into a meeting you know he would he'd say to me well why don't you write on the left side of the paper like what you think they would like as an outcome for this meeting and then on the right hand side of the paper like right what you know what a successful outcome it would be for my side of the meeting right because you know no matter what industry you're in and what business you're in you're always trying to move forwards with that conversation to the next conversation which is taking you to a business outcome right because we're in business to be in business like to stay in business right so every conversation is leading you to a stronger relationship which is going to build a better business relationship so understanding their needs is like just crucial right this comes back to a lot of things that kim adele says in as much as that you've got to align those beliefs 
And one of the things that I teach people when they say, oh, you're a telephone trainer and you're an outbound cold outreach. Oh, that's great. You can get me loads more sales. No, there is so many different steps to the process that there is a purpose to every step. So you're right now, you know, you want the pros and you want the cons as to how you think it could go. But ultimately, everybody's got to come out a winner. That is so true. And it's, <clears throat> it's funny, I remember many years ago, and I still I can still visualize my boss's face <laughs> at the point. And I was delivering some training uh, to to the um the branch that i was in and i said if you've come here to learn how to sell do me a favor don't let the door hit you on the way out and you see him switching going because ah! i was his top salesperson and i said no actually i'm not here to teach you to sell i'm here to teach you to listen to understand because actually if the best way you can help that client is to show them how to use the atm so they don't waste their lunch time having to pay in some money then that's what i want you to do or if actually the best way to serve that person is to show them how to set up a direct debit or a standing order so they don't queue every Friday to pay their bills and they can actually have that time back. That's what I want you to do. But actually, if the best way to help that person is to talk to them about how they could move the mortgage they've already got from a competitor to us and save money, that's what I want you to do. And the only way you're going to know is to ask them what they want. What's their biggest challenge right now? What's their biggest desire? What's their biggest opportunity? Because the more we seek to understand, the better. And we used to have this process, it was called the uh, customer interaction process. Um, and I say to people, if you're making a recommendation within the first 50% of the conversation, you've not asked enough questions because you're only asking the questions to be able to tell them about your product. You're not asking the questions to understand what actually are they going through right now? What's their challenge? What are they really trying to solve? Because if they've not got a problem, you can't solve it. Um, and if you get into that space, people buy from you. You're not selling to them because actually if they've not got a need for what it is you've got, you don't sell it. You instead have a good conversation with them and look to see how better you can serve them in another way, even if that's just connecting them up with some information or with somebody else to chat to, isn't it? Absolutely. And I say to, to people, do you want to be a salesperson or do you want to be helpful? I love that. <laughs> and they go, oh, I don't really want to be a salesperson. No, but you really want to be helpful, don't you? Well, this is how you're going to do that by the more you understand and get to know your customers, the more that you can help match them with what it is that they need so that they, you know, and if you can do as much as you can up front to add value, then that trust is being built already before you've even asked them for anything. Yeah. They will be asking you instead. Well, how can you help me do more then? I love that because that's what we're here for, isn't it? To leave people with a feeling of increase that things are better as a result of the interaction. Um, and I think as long as we go into things in, in that view, I was chatting to somebody the other day, as you know, we, we do networking, don't we, Wendy? Um, and I was chatting to somebody about networking and they went, all right, so I've got to go in and sell myself. And I went, mm, not how I approach it. I said, I approach it as in, uh, I would like to tell you what I do so that if you find anybody that needs it, you can connect me up. And I'd like to know what you do so I can do the same. Because actually in every conversation, I want to be helpful. 
um, not just to you, but to the people that I meet in the future. I said, and it just makes it feel a lot less like I'm trying to sell you something because, you know, it's, nobody wants to be in that conversation, do they? Nobody wants to feel like they've been sold to. You've got... I've got a saying on my LinkedIn profile, or if it's not there, I'm a, I'll have to put it back because I keep saying it a lot lately. It's not what you know. It's not even who you know. It is what you know about them. I love it. I love it. Because it's true, isn't it? We don't, we've lost the art of listening to understand. We listen to interject. We listen just long enough to be able to make our point. Um, and yet, if we go back to what you do so beautifully, which is listen to really understand where the person's coming from, what's important to them, why it's important to them, um, and then start to find ways of, and how can I help them achieve that? Now I know what, what it is they're trying to do. I know why it is they're trying to do it, actually. My role becomes how do I help them get there? And I think if we could relearn that, then the art of conversation would really um, come on leaps and bounds, wouldn't it? Do you know what? I think it would almost become habitual in every conversation that you have. I was talking to a good friend of Nate's on Monday, and I'm going to name drop Tyler. Oh, yeah. Now... She was telling me a little bit about what she was doing. It was just a one-to-one. -one. We were going to talk about, you know, the stars and astronomy and stuff like that. But we got talking about work first. You know, you get you get that bit out of the way. And immediately my brain was, who do I know that could that could help you get to where you want to be, doing what you want to do? And what other things can I think of that could help you instead of the going the route that you're going to go that way, to go that way and to go that way. Um, and we kind of just brainstormed it. And it was kind of like, well, well, hang on a minute. That, that This is so cool because we're just having a conversation, but you've just given me some real brilliant ideas. That is just, it's just the seeds that we start in a conversation that can take somebody on a different trajectory and the journey, you know, that's the journey. Yeah, that's so true. And some of the best ideas come from that, don't they? And you kind of go, well, they weren't really, they weren't really thought out at the time. They were just, as you say, seeds that dropped into conversation. And before you know it, something amazing happens later on that you kind of like track it back, don't you? And go, oh, that started there. Or you get on a conversation and you're supposed to, you know, I do it with clients all the time and they'll have told me what it is they want to talk about. But when they turn up, you just know that there is something else that is front of mind. And, and so I would, I'll say to them, we can absolutely get to what it is you want to talk to me about, yeah. but just chat first, because it feels like there's something else that's you on tell your me you want something, but I've got a feeling you need something else. Yeah. So, so let's just there's going to be more than that. Yeah. And we'll get to both. But let's just chat about it first. They're like, oh, yeah, but I really should stick to that. I was like, give yourself permission to deal with whatever it is that's currently trying to take control of your thought process because until you allow it <laughs> you're never going to get to the other thing anyway you're just going to feel frustrated and 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 so sometimes you can deal with that first thing really really quickly um and sometimes you can't and, and sometimes it's a case of oh, we'll just pick up the other one another time you know or we'll chat for longer it, do, it doesn't matter but i think you know when you're really present in the moment with the with the person you can see can't you that like something doesn't feel quite right for them or they're looking confused or, or anxious or um uncertain about something and i think if we seek to 
constantly understand, then that really helps, doesn't it? Because people, people know that you are being present, that you are being there to actually really take part. And I think sometimes it's so easy not to, isn't it? My, my little girl reminds me of this all of the time. And when she'll go, mummy, could you put the phone down? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I picked it up to do one thing, often to take a picture of her. But you know, you get sidelined. With little red dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, it? Um, so now, I, I when she comes home from school, I plug my phone in in the kitchen and leave it there until she goes to bed because it's like, no, actually, I need to be present with you. And it's if you know if somebody rings me, I can hear it and I can go and check. And if it's an emergency. I'll pick it up and if not I'll call them back as soon as she's gone to bed but I'm really trying to be consciously more present because time goes so fast doesn't it certainly does certainly does and one of the tricks one of the tips from um the mental health first aider training that I did a couple of years ago was to decompress from your digital and that and that really means Put your phone down for at least an hour a day, please. You know, so I could, I, I've got my log cabin where I am now in the garden and I, I go into the house. The phone goes on the side and it, like you, it gets on charge. I'm cooking the dinner. We eat together at the table. So we have that conversation of being able to listen to each other and, you know, find out what's going on in each of our lives, how our day's gone. Um what we're really looking forward to, whether it's the weekend or, you know, my team is doing something at sports and she's had an integrity thing. Um, and, you know, the temptation could be that at the end of dinner, when you cleaned up the kitchen to pick it up and just check it, but actually it's just got so much easier to just abandon it. Yeah. And leave it there because you just, once you feel that you're part and present of something, stay there. That's that's yeah. the most important thing to you is is your family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, because you yeah you see the this you miss the nuances, don't you? In the really subtle things, um, and when you're really there and you're really present, and it was it was funny because I always feel a bit guilty because obviously I'm single mum and I worry I get to see her grow up all of the time and other people miss out on that joy. And then I realised I was missing out on it, desperately trying to record it to share with people that weren't there. And I was like, I'll still do some of that because it's massively important that she stays really connected, you know, with a, with a, a father, with her grandparents and, and the rest of the family. But actually now I give myself permission to be selfishly involved and go, do you know what? I've taken a couple of pictures today. You've got that. I'm not doing any more because I'm just going to enjoy being with her and having having dinner together chatting about a day or you know what's happened um what she's looking forward to most tends to be sweeties or ballerina to be fair <laughs> she is um but even so but teaching her the art of conversation and, and actually it was yeah. funny we went for dinner on saturday with a friend of mine and um it was the first time that uh, they'd met Scarlett and they were like, she's just a delight when it comes to, you know, we all sat around a table, three adults and her, but she was chatting, joining in the conversation. She, she, you know, she understood about how to sit and have a proper, a proper meal. Um, and I said, but it's important. It's a skill she's going to need. Yeah. That's um, a, that's a true skill. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, look, Wendy, I'm really sorry, but Kim's got to go and do something. So we're going to have to we're going to have to finish up now. And but I think I think just to sum just to sum it up, right? So 
basically what we're saying is is to be present is like the most important thing yeah and and in order for us to be present we need to actually put our phones down we need to get rid of distractions and actually listen to what the other person is saying and that's going to enable us to uh, to communicate with emotional intelligence if we listen to understand and not listen to interject i'm sorry i had to interject I should just explain my, I've got to go and do something. You know, we've been chatting a lot recently about self-care. I've had a trapped nerve for a month. I'm finally today going to the osteopath to get it sorted. That is the people about self-care. I have failed epically to do any myself. And it was just a clash because this was the first time they could go. So let's do it again, Wendy, because it's always such a joy. Time just disappeared. Um, and um, thank you for sharing your insight. As always, it's been a delight. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Master Mindset. Please. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.